This very special episode of Bonfireside Chat is not brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Even though they're dear to my heart, uh, this episode is brought to you by one person, Allison Baker. Um, Allison Baker of legodarksouls.tumblr.com. Allison by proxy on Twitter. Uh, helped me make Souls of Darkness, my Dark Souls book that you can find at powerworlds.com. And uh, because of that, you guys are getting this very special episode of Bonfireside Chat. So don't thank me, thank Allison Baker. And one more thing, uh, there are spoilers uh, in this episode. This is not using the regular Bonfireside Chat spoiler policy. Um, We are going to talk about uh, areas that come late in Dark Souls 3. Do not listen to this episode if you do not want to hear Dark Souls 3 or other series spoilers. Also, the sound quality is not quite up to normal duck feed standards. This was recorded on my rig rather than uh, our Patreon stuff. Uh, so forgive us for that. And on to the episode. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. And my name is Allison Baker. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, and it is uh, your top ten favorites <laughs> from from 80s, 20s, 1860s, and today. <laughs> Allison, how are you doing? I am just fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. We're, it's like, this is a Bonfireside Chat after dark. I think this is the latest yeah. Bonfireside Chat has ever been recorded. Um, <laughs> yeah. 2.30 in the morning, my time. Yeah. Yeah, we party till the break of dawn. What, Allison, <laughs> what you drinking? What you drinking? Um, I've got nothing. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to prepare a drink. <laughs> it is, uh, it's, it's optional, but it is, uh, it is okay. I'm drinking, um, I borrowed this, uh, this sweet action six point craft beer from, uh, Brayton that I bought for him that has really ridiculous, uh, copy on the side, uh, through the madness of indefinable beer called sweet action that your brain cannot categorize. Like it's just really hyperbolic and stupid and it's just ale. That's a little hoppy for my taste. Um, but yeah, but that's not why we're here. Uh, If it would help the show, I can go get a Coke from the fridge. (laughs) Uh, I think, I think we'll be okay, but if you get thirsty, let me know and I will will edit around it. Um, (laughs) The uh, so what we're doing uh, for this very special uh, special report of Bonfire Side Chat is uh, me and Allison kind of had the idea uh, for her reward to do a uh, top ten souls areas, and uh, and I suggested just I was just going to record it uh, like I did the YouTube, and she's like, hey, why don't why don't we do it together? And I was like, that's a great idea, because I'd rather have someone to talk to than than not. Uh, so so we have both come up with our top ten souls areas, and we're going to count them down in classic countdown fashion. Um, yeah, I, I sprung this on you. um how how difficult was it to come up with your list Uh, very difficult i i've got like several pieces of paper here that i just i literally just listed every single area from all the souls games and i i'm just staring at it (laughs) (laughs) crossing out some that i know won't make it starring others and i think i eventually whittled it down to 10 that i like i i I did uh, something very similar i looked at big list of them and then just like crossed out things that i was like oh you know that's not making it 
That's not making it. And then uh, eventually just get, kind of moved. Get out of here, Lost Isla. <laughs> yeah, hit 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 the bricks, gutter. <laughs> we don't need your kind here. Um, so uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I was uh, remove these with reckless abandon, and um, yeah, and I came up with something approaching a top ten list with one honorable mention. And uh, I don't know that if you put a gun to my head, I would stand by this. I also don't know that it will be the same in like a month. You know, or after the DLC, or if like you tortured me, like if you tore off my fingernails, <laughs> I might change these. So uh, this is these are. I just want to make like like most podcasts. This is not legally binding. <laughs> uh, for me, for you, one hundred percent. This these okay. are your final. This, this is going on your tombstone, whether you like it or not. Uh, assuming I, I outlive you. Perfect. Um, so <laughs> cool. Uh, do did you uh, have a honorable mention? An honorable mention. Um, well, uh, I'd um, if I had to pick one for an honorable mention, this almost made my list. I would go with the Valley of Defilement from Demon Souls. Very good. Um, specifically the last area because the boss fight with Maiden Astraea is one of my favorite uh, moments in the series. So I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but <laughs> no, I mean it's because it's, it's super good. It's, yeah, it's a cool area. And the, but, the area of country is the is the boss fight because when you come in, you start getting the voiceover and the music, like right, right. away. Yeah, and yeah. and just that that set piece with all of the uh, the people worshiping in that pit full of, full right. of dead babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, dead baby pit. <laughs> the it's the dead baby pits. Um, well, you know. yeah. yeah. So it didn't make the list, but it almost did. It very nearly made my list as well. Uh, spoiler, that that <laughs> is not a. Uh, uh, what do you what do you got for honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention is Aldia's Keep, okay. um, which uh, I think is kind of a shittily designed area to actually traverse. It's a little bit of just a straight line. Yeah, it's it's a hallway. It's, yeah, it's one big hallway. But I like a monster zoo a lot. I like yeah. it. Uh, and we haven't had uh, up until uh, the research hall, we have not had like a mad scientists kind of right. layer. Uh, and I love uh, I love seeing you know all of the experiments that you had seen throughout the world and kind of seeing their origin because they're in cages and being right. experimented on in this 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 place. Yeah, I'm actually I'm pretty surprised that didn't make your list because I know you like that area a lot. It it just barely got bumped, barely got bumped. But I, I do really like it. It's just not there's no gimmick to the play. I mean, if, if anything, it's like a little ambushy, um, right? But just just barely, you know. Uh, with the, the paintings and stuff. And then the, the scholar version takes away the dragon coming to life with, unless you fulfill those certain requirements. Yeah. You have to like light every torch in the place or something. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Cause I love going in there and seeing that dragon and having it jump at you. Like that's, a, that's one of my all time favorite souls moments. Yeah. Um, into that guy. Um, yeah. So, uh, what is, uh, what's your number 10? Okay. Uh, number 10 is, uh, for me, the, uh, Sunken King DLC from Dark Souls 2, Shelva the Sanctum City. Ooh. What do and you... I just thought... Hmm. Or okay, I, what were you going to yeah, ask? I'm sorry. Here, I'll cut that out. Um, sure. and, and what do you like about uh, Shelva the Sanctum City? Uh, I really like... it's. Uh, I thought it was a great improvement in the just overall level design from Dark Souls 2. Because, you know, there's been a million conversations about Dark Souls 2 over the years, but... <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the downsides I thought is the levels were pretty linear and they didn't really wind around as much and I think that like the Shelva Sanctum City was just it reminded me a lot of like classic Dark Souls one design with like just twisting around and overlapping itself and lots of little shortcuts. 
Mm-hmm. Plus, it just looks really cool. Like when you first come in there and you see the big pyramid and everything. It's I love cool that area. pyramid. Yeah, and and I love uh, things in Dark Souls that like have a neon glow to them. Yeah. Uh, so you have those those statues and those bugs that walk around with the statues growing out of their back, that have that kind of like black light, goo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 real into that area. Didn't make my list, but I, but yeah, I really like it as well. Um, it is super good. Uh, okay. Um, what do you got for number ten? Uh, the Shrine of Amana. Okay. Um, yeah, putting uh, Shrine of Amana, which I think is really beautiful. And yes. uh, I actually like, um, you know, when you when you play all these games, and I'm sure you have this experience as well, where, like, uh, if an area has uh, something like a new gimmick, like something I haven't seen before in an area, I'm pretty into it. And this kind of, like, multiple snipers covering each other right. section is something that is, uh, you know, a lot of people hated it because it's very hard um but i grew to really like it and grew to uh be able to you know i didn't have to cheese it like stand behind cover and and shoot arrows like i can make it and i can hear when the the bullets are near and can dodge out of the way and so it's become really tense and kind of fun um and i I like the bit with the singing i like when the singing stops and you know all of the uh there's like a couple weird interplays there's that singing you know that means safety and then the the hollows in the water are not uh, come to life. And then there's the fact that you can't really see the ground, but if you light a torch, that aggros them as well. Right. Um, so there's kind of these little risk-reward things in the area that I really like. And then I like the Demon of Song a lot, as a, from a visual <laughs> standpoint at the very least. It's, it's one of the funnest-looking bosses in the Dark Souls 2. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about your number nine? Okay, uh, for number nine, I've got... The Nexus from Demon Souls. Ooh, interesting. It's a uh, it's a it's a really neat hub area. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, and uh, specifically, the Bane in Black is a great character, and just she's fun. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me to put down a hub area. I have, yeah. I have to start over. Yeah, uh, that, that's not true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Over half my list is hub area. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the the Nexus is great. Um, I love that little like the pit of developer messages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 everything they couldn't find a place for. They just threw in that pit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, that that is great. Uh, my number nine is the research hall from uh, Bloodborne. Um, okay. For much of the same reasons that uh, LDS Keep got the honorable mention, um, that you know that I love a uh, uh, black science. Uh, right. It's like a, a trope in fiction that I, I always respond to. And I actually really like the way it's it's laid out, the way you kind of go up and down and up and down and up and down, unlocking those shortcuts and yeah. making your it's like an entirely it's like a Dark Souls level uh standard. Um it's actually very similar to my number one on my list, but vertical instead of horizontal. And uh, I think that's super cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Didn't didn't get further the boss is not my favorite, you know, living failures is not my favorite thing. Like yeah, it, um, would you lump uh, Lady Maria into that area? Because like, she doesn't really have her own area, unless uh, you just count the clock tower room as an area. Yeah, a, I, I wasn't thinking of her when I when I thought about it. I mean, if I did, right. then it would be... Uh, it would still probably be... Because uh, this is not a top ten bosses, I'm, it's just hard not to think of bosses. Yeah, yeah, you kind of just lump them in with the area sometimes. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, love that research hall. Uh, how about your number eight? Okay, number eight... Uh, this is going to be fun, is the uh, research hall from Bloodborne. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got to echo much of what you said. <laughs> it's, 
It's it's a cool area. I I really like the plip plop plip. Plop. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just the idea of like them hearing the water and I was really disappointed that you didn't hear water when you put on the that like oh, helmet that, that you can so get. Oh, that would have been so cool. I yeah. don't know why. Like I wish I had thought of that. Like um, that would have been amazing. It, it's not a helmet. It's 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 a well, desiccated yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like the number one game where you wear other th- like sentient beings' heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all, yeah. It's uh, I I love that bit too. Like this is the flavor of that area is so good. Yeah. Um, and definitely. and I I like an area that has a, a big mix of um, hostile and non-hostile characters. Right. So you you have these little breaks to talk. I I love the part specifically where you there's all like the the headless patients. Mm-hmm. And then you go you go into that room right next to it, and it's just full of the heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's the saddest short story, mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Super good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, your number eight. My uh, number eight is the New Londo Ruins. Um, the uh, man, I hope like we didn't think this out. I hope that we're just <laughs> we're just ping ponging on accident. Um, the uh, yeah, because with the the New Londo Ruins, which like. A lot of people talk a lot of shit about the back half of Dark Souls 1, but I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, and uh, I love, um, one, um, I love the way that you, this level has kind of like two really different modes. Like you have this kind of ghost city with the moon reflecting in the water. Um, the moon is the same color as the ghosts. So when you uh, kind of swing your camera around, you'll see ghosts kind of out of the corner of your eye. And it's actually the moon, which I really love. Um, the reveal when you get down to the floor and it's just literally covered with waxy, like waterlogged corpses yeah. for as long as you can see is so good. Yeah, um, just I love the way they pile up next to the exits, like in huge piles. Yeah, <laughs> like they like were they're really trying to get out of there. Yeah, it's so sad. Um, <laughs> and and then just also like as far as a, a story goes in, in Dark Souls, like um, I love this uh, kind of the immediacy of the aftermath here. Like this has been kind of frozen in time. So whereas like, other things like tragedies happened, you know, in, in Anorlando or what have you, but it was so long ago, you know, that it's kind of empty. This feels like it was kind of like, it'd be like visiting a uh, Pripyat or something, you know, yeah. where it's, it's kind of stuck in time. Uh, yeah. Love that. Uh, love that new Londo ruins. What, uh, what is your number eight? Uh, we did my number eight already. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. It's my number seven. Sorry. What is your number seven? Um, well, I'm going to say that I swear <laughs> we didn't do this on purpose. That's so good. <laughs> but my number seven is the New Londo Ruins. Yes. <laughs> See, this it's, is why we're friends. It's, it's a Yeah. <laughs> great minds think alike, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great area for all the reasons that you said. <laughs> so that you start saying them first. So I, Yeah, I'm not sure what else I can add. It's just the atmosphere in there is just second, second to well, – I was going to say second to none, but it's number seven on my list. <laughs> it's, it's seventh to some. <laughs> Second to six. Yeah, second to six. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great area. Great area. Um, so my number seven is uh, 3-1, which is the first section of the Tower of Latria, um, which uh, I think, like, it's it's a weird area because I think, honestly, um, the Aerithil Dungeons from Dark Souls 3 does this, everything this one does, like, kind of better. Um, it is, you know, it's more manageable. It is very similar. It's very, it's, boy, is it similar. It's less, less going back and forth looking for keys and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, there's still a lot, it's the highest key capita in Dark Souls 3, but, (laughs) uh, it is, um, I think it's just kind of easier and briefer, which I like, but, uh, the first time I was in Latria, um, is the first time that Demon Souls gets scary. 
yeah. and just that um, it does a thing that um, it doesn't. The Earthel Dungeon doesn't do is that ding, and the the that the uh, the uh, mind flayers have. Yeah, just the, the ringing their bells or whatever. Yeah, which is just such a cool Pavlovian thing because it's very similar to the cell phone ding, which I love. So when I hear that in real life, when I'm playing that area, it's like oh shit. Um, <laughs> and just uh, and then they add the uh, diegetic like the merchant that sings. So you right. just like when you're around, you just hear the singing, and then you go. It's just so uh, it's super creepy and great. Um, you know, and this area goes on longer than I, I think because you everyone thinks of that cell area, but then you get down um, down to the floor where there are those like kind of corpse ball things this is the section with the uh the proto avalon um yeah machine yeah, gun the, uh arrow yeah, thing. giant giant uh <laughs> arrow turret thing yeah there's like a lot there and then you get to the the um the doll uh which is a great boss inside of this like big beautiful cathedral it has the weird trick with the uh the hollow there and stuff right. like this is just a this is a great area front to back it it's a great area yeah it also nearly made my list but i felt like everyone you know it's like Tower of Latria, it's the best thing in the world. It I didn't is, want to be I didn't want to be too obvious. <laughs> it, it is a little cliche. But yeah, you're right. It is a, it's it's a great area. Yeah. Uh what what's uh what's next for you? Okay, number six for me is uh Anne Orlando from Dark Souls One. And and why? And uh why? Because it's Anne Orlando. <laughs> it's a great area. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's it's got real a very interesting like traversal. Mm-hmm. Like when I first got there, you know, you make it to the like the other side of the twisty bridge and you're just like, where the hell am I supposed to go now? Until you see that you have to kind of hop down and like run up that like buttress mm-hmm. into the the uh, painting room. But yeah, and of course the archers, you know, that's the classic Dark Souls 1 moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything about Aider Londo is great. And so like when you first get there, it's like that beautiful view and it's such a you know, contrast to everything you've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's is. Just... Uh, yeah. Ag- yeah. Agreed. Um, I love the, uh, the archers uh, because everyone kind of the takeaway for the archers from everyone is just kind of like, Oh, it's dark Souls being hard. It's, it's fuck you player. And it's like, no, no, it's teaching you to roll. Yeah. Um, like it's teaching you to roll in response to sound, sound cues rather than visual cues. Like those are, those are there for a very specific reason. Um, and once you pick that up, like I haven't been killed by archers, uh, since my first playthrough. Yeah, I know. think my my biggest trouble in that area is like not so much getting up to them. It's like once I run up the thing, like what to do with the knight because I'm not super great at parrying. So mm. <laughs> like fighting him right there on that ledge is where I have the most trouble. <laughs> yeah, if you can't parry him, uh, he he's tricky. A lot of times I just kind of beat him up into his shield until he fell off. Right. Uh, and for some reason, um, I have really good luck with the one behind me not being able to hit me. Uh, I know other people have a problem with that. Yeah, but... usually he'll just ignore me if I just run straight for the other guy. Like I don't know, but yeah, this is between those guys. Yeah, we're not we're not talking <laughs> deep strategies for Aaron Lando here. Oh, but... I, I thought you said we're not talking. I thought you were saying the two knights aren't talking, so that's why he doesn't oh, protect yeah, his no. buddy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna draw a line down yeah. the side of the church. Yeah. This this side of the cathedral is mine. That side is yours. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, my uh, my number six. Is uh, frozen frozen Ilium Lois. Uh, ah yes, yeah. Which is this is uh, the, my final representation from uh, from Dark Souls two. Uh, this is I mean a lot of the things you said about uh, Shulva could apply here too. Um, this right. is this is my favorite area from the uh, the DLCs from that. Um, and uh, I love that it has that uh, the bit where you kind of recontextualize it and you go back through it with the melt. Yeah. And you know the enemies you've been trained to ignore you can no longer ignore. 
um, you know, things like that. Like it is just, uh, it's really pretty and really com- like dense and complicated and as like the best Dark Souls levels uh, are. Yeah, I love a good area that you have to go through twice, and it's like way different the next time. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing for me. I, I love that, and I love the um the opening uh, thing, similar to when we talked about the dragon in Eldia. When you first go here, and you have the big ice sculpture that's you know, and the part of your brain that's like, oh, that kind of looks like the bed of chaos, and right. it doesn't, you know, it, you don't totally make it make sense until you start kind of picking up these clues that refer to this, this old chaos. And then like, you actually get to the end of this and it's one of my favorite like boss fights in the series. Um, you know, it is, it is just super, super cool. Uh, kind of front to back. So yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is your number five? Number five is, uh, for me, the fishing Hamlet from bloodborne. Ooh. And I just, I really like that area. (laughs) Like it's, it was such a departure from just everything you've seen in bloodborne up to that point and it, it it just like recontextualizes everything with the the uh fish people and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah the the, the, lore, the lore stuff that happens there is uh is really like mind-blowing like that's where that story starts coming together and yeah that it, it also like came like right on the heels of me first kind of experiencing the uh the lovecraft story uh you know what it's called uh the shadow the right of mm-hmm. course <laughs> And so yeah, it was like it's a great area. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also uh love the the fishing hamlet. I ended up just putting one uh Bloodborne DLC uh thing, even though I I love both those areas quite a bit. And it was a real toss up for me between the research hall and the, the fishing hamlet. Because uh, it is uh it is right. super, super good. You know? And then great boss. Like Orphan of Cost is, is one of the best bosses in the game. And uh and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. What do you have for number five? Uh, Anne Orlando. Um, the, uh, okay. so, so we're doing this repetition thing. But I will say uh, something I held back from saying when you had it as your pick um, is uh, talk about, uh, I almost put on this list, I almost just put Dark Anne Orlando. Um, okay, yeah, and, we didn't say that. But yeah, that uh, is a really cool part of that area. It's, it's amazing. Like, it is such a cool, because it was the first time in the series uh, that I, when I played, I, there may have been other examples of this where it's like, you do that thing, and I still think Dark Souls 1 is the best example of this, um, where it's like, you know, another video game won't let you do this thing. You know, like, you wouldn't be able to kill this thing. It would just be immune to arrows, uh, you know, when you when you run into Guinevere. Or, like, it wouldn't let you go fight Sith first and go down and do Four Kings, but Dark Souls rewards that instead of punishes it. Um, and the way it rewards it makes is such a cool... Uh, like reveal of the story. Like the story is sound without knowing anything about Gwendolyn without even knowing Gwendolyn exists, you know? And then you find out this kind of like prime mover. This character has all this power, uh, you know, and it's like, it's a great boss fight too as well. Like I love that boss fight. Um, so yeah, it is, uh, Anne Orlando's up there for me. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, what's your four? Number four. I've got, Irithyll of the Boreal Valley in Dark Souls 3. All right. Now, I don't know how much we want to go into that, considering this is Bonfire Side Chat, and we don't want to ruin too much of the latter episodes, but... Um, yeah, let's... Um, I'm going to put a spoiler warning at the top, because I want to be able to talk about stuff. And we also already talked about uh, the Irithyll dungeons. Yeah. And kind of spoil what they're about. So let's say I'll put a I'll put a warning at the top and we'll just say this is spoilerific since it's a special and that's gonna be okay. Sure. 
Um, okay, yeah, so Irithel. Um First of all, that view when you walk in there is, is one of the best views in the series, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, amazing skybox, and just you can, like, see basically the entire level, like, laid out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's... Specifically, the reason I put it on here is the latter part of it, the reveal of where you actually are, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, you get up there and, like, I don't know how it worked out for you, because you can actually, like, after you beat Pontiff uh, Sullivan, mm-hmm. like, once you exit his area, if you kind of look up and to the left, you can, like, see that shit, like, plain as day. But I never looked up and to the left. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and so I just kind of continued and you, like, start getting shot by archers and i'm like wait a minute this seems real familiar you're like a reverse separator film right (laughs) you're all down into the right um so yeah you you get past the archers you know and i I like wind into the the room there and i I realize wait a second this room is like the you know gwyn's tomb or whatever Mm -hmm. and i i pop out the other door and there's the twisty bridge and i was like are you shitting me (laughs) yeah yeah uh that's my favorite um favorite moment at all in dark souls three. Right. That, that's my, my favorite thing. And I think that's the argument for all of the callbacks and stuff. Like this is the most justified it gets. Right. Is that, yeah. Is, it's, it's, it's the area that like, it does it right. It's not just, here's a thing just because it's like, you know, it, it's, it's really has a cool place in the story. Like with Aldrich and yeah. 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 It, I, I 100% think so. And it's, it's beautiful. That's my, my favorite skybox. It's my favorite skybox in any video game, uh, let alone dark souls. Um, yeah, I think that that is a, a mind blowing area and is Dark Souls three at its best. So for sure. Okay. Uh, number four for you. Uh, one, three, uh, the third section of Boletaria palace. Okay. Uh, so uh, I love, uh, I love all of Boletaria. Um, but the, uh, the three got the nod for me because it is the section with the most kind of story stuff with the fat official that kind right. of like taunts you through the level, which I really love. Um, pushing through it, uh, this was the hardest part of the game for me when I first played, and I had such a hard time just kind of, like, slowly inching forward and making progress until you eventually get to that, like, that overhang, uh, where there's the shortcut, and then you see a Strava down there, and, uh, you know, you have to, you have to take care of him, um, and then it ends with that, like, wonderful little bit of comedy, uh, with the, the fat official. Um, if I wanted to just put all of, you know, I'm kind of giving some just kind of general boletarianess to this whole thing. This is just the representative, but all of Boletaria other than possibly two. Um, I really, really love. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess I just one and three really, cause four has all dragons and that's not, <laughs> that's not great. Um, but, and then it has that run up, uh, to the penetrator that is just like so intimidating. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just feels like a castle. Like I like, uh, I like castles and stuff and there's nothing quite like this in dark souls. So I played dark souls first before demon souls. And like, Going back to this, you kind of get a little bit of this with uh, with Sen's Fortress, but everything is kind of ivory and elaborate and everything, and this just feels very functional and uh, and and medieval, like Dark Ages, uh, to me. Right on. That's the is that also the level where you get to put on the fat official hat and oh, trick them? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and get a uh, um not Yuri, yeah Yuria, Yuria, yeah, yeah, um yeah, which is that's awesome, um that's super. Yeah, and that you, was... you get Bior. You get the key right. and you go to be or sleeping in the cell, which like, yeah, super cool. He just runs in there and basically kills the penetrator for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so it can solo him on his own. Um, <laughs> so uh, what is your number three? 
Uh, number three for me would be Central Yarnum from Bloodborne. Mm. And uh, that's a great area. <laughs> it's, it, uh, I think it's like some of the best level design in Bloodborne is in that first area because it's, uh, like I was saying before, it kind of harkens back to the Dark Souls 1 style of like lots of shortcuts and like you're constantly coming back on a place and being like, okay, I know where I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, great atmosphere. I mean, you know, it's it's great. Yeah. Central Yarnum. <laughs> yeah, I I really love uh, Central Yarnum. Um, when I was looking at like kind of my Bloodborne representatives on here, it didn't end up uh, making the list. Uh, partly because I think there are a couple of the shortcuts that you just you know will never ever use. Right. There's a lot of superfluous <laughs> shortcuts. And and that felt like a reactionary thing to me. Like it was just like, oh, you didn't like the fact that Dark Souls Two didn't have a lot of shortcuts. Well, here's your shortcuts. <laughs> Right. Uh, and, and they and then I, I think that first street that is just like crawling with dudes is a little bit obnoxious for like repetition, like for being a thing between you and a boss. Right. You know, and eventually you can get a better boss run, but I didn't have that. And I remember I had a lot of bad will from it just from like, man, do I really need to clear out this much space every single time I fight a boss? Because every time I try to run by, I'm getting tagged. Uh, you know, by a guy, and just it's becoming a tax on my my blood vials, and uh, and then you have to if you go that way, you have to fight the two werewolves as well. Like as far as a boss run goes, like it ends up being uh, the version, the wrong version, the version I was doing was bad. Eventually, I unlocked right. the, the shortcut, and it was better. But I ended up getting like really loving it, but being very frustrated with it. Um, it is a really, really great kind of thesis statement for the architecture and aesthetics of of Bloodborne, though I think. Yeah, I, I really like the visual design of like Yarnum as a place. So yeah, it's, me too. It it's beautiful. It's very very nice. Uh, my number three is uh, Irithyll and slash Anne Orlando, um, which nice. I I feel like we we talked about uh, a lot, but um, you know I don't have that much more to to say about it. But um, it is uh, that reveal that Anne Orlando title card is again that is my favorite moment in Dark Souls three. So. Um, you know, even if I knew it was coming before that, like I kind of saw things were, were happening and I was just like, Oh wow. You know? Yeah. Okay. And then when you actually go into that version of Anne Orlando and you get the, uh, you know, you find the dead giant blacksmith and you find the just kind of sludge that's everywhere, which I think is probably, you know, Aldrich leavings or Aldrich, uh, kind <laughs> right, of matter. Yeah. Um, it was just really, really neat to see what was once the, you know, cause Anne Orlando really goes through kind of like three different stages of being like, you know, you're presented, it's beautiful in its prime. Uh, then you get the version of it. That's like, actually, no, it's just empty, you know, which is fine. And then you get this like corrupted version, um, you know, after, after a long time has passed and you, you just get this really full picture of this very important area. Good shit. My, my favorite thing to do is, uh, to, uh, dress up like Solaire and put my summon sign right where his used to be in oh. there. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I keep wanting to uh, dress up as the painting guardian and then uh, invade as uh, the Aldric Faithful. Um, right. Just because that would be the first, like, that could be the very first, like, super Anna Orlando y thing you see. And just be yeah. like, whoa, why is there an invader that's dressed up as a, a painting guardian? <laughs> you know? Um, and that, that set's really great and that sword is really great. Now that bleed owns. So uh, yeah, what uh, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is a uh, Boletarian Palace from Demon Souls, yeah. specifically 
one one. Yeah. And uh, I got it on here because it was my first experience with the Soul series. Hmm. And it started, yeah, it started with Demon Souls, and it's just it's very memorable. Like I could play one one with my eyes closed now. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's really great at like kind of teaching you how these games work. It's like a of their like first levels. I think it's it might be the best. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um. You know, it has that kind of hostility. Um, I haven't. Uh, I watched some YouTube that included a clip of it because I haven't played it in a while, and uh, I forgot that the dragon comes through and does the the kind of landing yeah, before yeah. he shows up later, which is really you know showing the threat before you actually have to deal with it is really good. Um, all kinds of weird little like set pieces in that level, like um, the place where our Strava is kind of like up a tree. <laughs> um, you know that the red knight that's like patrolling uh, that area a little bit further uh, past him and. Yeah, you cut down a, a stockpile of Thomas's daughter from the line, you know, the the string, and then there's the, all the stuff with when you can go down to the lower left with the tendency and get down yeah, to yeah, that. That's really the cool. Executioner Merelda's area. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, all uh, all Boletaria fans over here. Yes, for sure. Uh, my uh, my number two is uh, Forsaken Castle Kanehurst from uh, Bloodborne. Um, noted Bloodborne hater. <laughs> Gary Butterfield put a Bloodborne areas as number made, two. Yeah, made it number two. Yeah, look at that. Um, there's there's nothing I don't like about Kanehurst though. Um, it does everything that I like in a, a soul. Like I like interior exploration. I like uh, places where people live uh, in these games kind of more than I like just going through churches, you know. And like a, a big evil mansion, always gonna do it for me. Um, I love the uh, I love snowy environments, which you get a little bit of in this. And then when you go out onto the rooftop, um, doing that kind of rooftop progression um you know reminds me of of the best parts of like Anne orlando the like making your way forward by any means necessary um right. you know which i i really really love um yeah and then this is also the scene of you know you get to the the boss which is phenomenal and then you get to uh queen annalise and uh that room which is just like so cool with all of the greek statues um the way you get here is really cool the stuff with alfred uh, when you bring him here is really great. That's like the the best NPC stuff in in Bloodborne. Um, by, by Some a, might say the only NPC. Stuff. Yeah, I was just gonna say by, by by an incredibly wide margin, is it the strongest? You know, oh, mildly more strong, you know, than Patches the Spider. Um, you know, so you get the like a really good uh, NPC kind of quest line uh, that ends here, and uh, yeah, really love it. That's a good area. I'm actually embarrassed to say that I forgot to write that down when I was listing. <laughs> where where do you think it would slot if you had to had to guess? Um, I don't think it would have made my top ten, but I really do like that area a lot. I, I have a lot of trouble fighting the uh, whatever you call the weird tick monsters on the outside. Those of that are place. The worst. Yeah. So like, it starts off kind of bad, but <laughs> it gets better once you get inside. Yeah. Yeah. Even just there's that first uh, opening room with all the servants cleaning, yeah, like, kind of yeah. in sync. That's a really great set piece. Yeah, is it? Because it's a while before anything even attacks you, so you're just kind of poking around like, what's going on in here? And then that that feast room where everyone like the only things on the table are jewelry and, and riches. Like that's just yeah. like a, a surreal. Like I don't actually know the story there. We had some theories when we were talking about it, um, as you know them kind of laying it out when uh, when the executioners kind of raided the place. But um, you know that just such a cool like. Things that are not food laid out like food uh, is just like a little creepy and wrong and just like hits some kind of subconscious part of my brain in a really amazing way. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, we're up to the end. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> number one. Number one. Number one. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what is your number one? Okay, uh, well, my number one, I really wanted to just say all the all of the chalice dungeons from Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Uh, joking, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I'd react to that. Like, I would have to, I mean, what, <laughs> the way I'd react to it would be like, yeah, why? And then you wouldn't be able to say anything because there's yeah, nothing. That, yeah, that, that's that's kind of why I didn't do it because I, I, I would have wanted to have come with some kind of convincing argument, but I don't. I don't Do- think doesn't exist. I could have made one. <laughs> no such animals. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, for real, my number one, can I just say Lordran? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you can. I mean, do you actually have Lordran? Are you? No, uh, okay. no. I'm joking again. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make, sure, make sure it's known. Two yeah. jokes. Okay. Okay. No, seriously. My number one, Firelink Shrine, Dark Souls 1. Yeah. That's real good. It's it's the perfect just little hub area, and it's got like just gives you so many options from when you start the game. Yeah, it's like you can go down to New Londo, you can go back into the catacombs, up to the burg where you're supposed to go. Like, it, it, I just love that moment when you're in the parish and you take that elevator down. And you're like, where am I going? Bam, Firelink Shrine. <laughs> How's yeah, that possible? I've been it, playing for three hours. It is uh, that is that is wonderful, and the, it's nothing. The series hasn't done it since. You know, I think like like the closest thing to that would be like in the Forbidden Woods when you take the ladder up and you pop out right by Yosefka's clinic in Bloodborne, and you're like, whoa. Well, you 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 get a little bit of that like whoa kind of moment, but uh, Central Yarnum. I mean, I guess Central Yarnum. Central Yarnum is really big, so it's not a hub area, and it does that right. does split into a bunch of different areas. But having your first area just kind of go to, because that's one of the things, like, as much as I, I do really love Dark Souls 3, like, I, I wish it was less linear uh, than it is. And, uh, you know, when people were just like, man, we want that interconnected world back, you know, we want it back so bad. And then we got this kind of a uh, hallway with just a couple uh, little tributaries. Um, right. You know, Firelink as an opening area that is literally like, and what I love about that, because um, if I had thought of hub areas, it would have been on my list too. Um, because it is, uh, you have a way you're supposed to go. Um, both other ways work. Like I've done, uh, like my archer run, I went down to new Londo to get the compound bow, um, right out of, uh, uh, the asylum. And then you, uh, all the times I've speed ran, you go down and you get the Gravelord sword. Um, you do yeah. that right away. Um, it's all, and then, uh, new Londo also goes to blight town. So it's like, it really opens up into four areas right from the top. And then five, once you get that shortcut, um, that's, and that's so good. Um, oh, and like six because you go through the Valley of the Drakes and you get right to uh, to Dark Root. Um, yeah, yeah, this, it is the best. Like that is the the best world design in the series by so much. Um, yeah, I just I love that you can you can pop yourself down in Firelink and like fight Quaylog within ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's like if you know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it, it's the the best. Uh, that's like a, a souls thing, and this is the game that most, uh, or the area that most kind of delivers on that promise. Um, so that's a, that is a very good choice, uh, and I, I wish I hadn't forgotten about hub areas. Plus, great music. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the best hub area music. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the other ones, like I I have I like all of them a little bit. Um, you know, but uh, none of them I, I like quite as much as that. A lot of people were saying the Bloodborne one is as good. I don't think so. Um, no, I would second place. I'd give Majula. I actually really like the Majula theme. I song. do too. Yeah, 
Um, there's a guy on our Facebook page who spent a lot of time kind of arguing about how bad the Majula music was. <laughs> we said we liked it. And one, yeah. like, that's a non-starter, buddy. Like, it's okay. You just don't, like, you're not going to convince me uh, not to <laughs> like it. Uh, but I, I think the Majula music is great. And the Majula also is, you know, the prettiest of the, the hub areas. Yeah. So yeah. The, I was close to trying to fit it on my list. But. Yeah. Majula is great. Like the, and then once all your friends kind of show up eventually, I just wish those friends had more personality. If you, if you took the NPCs from dark souls one and had them show up uh, back at Majula, it would be like the ultimate beach house party kind of thing. Yeah. And going back to Firelink though, I also really like the kind of mid game moment when you go back there and uh, you know, tragedy has befallen the firekeeper and your fire's out. Yeah. yeah, that's just such such a great like, you know, they take that area of safety and like, you know, now you don't have it anymore. <laughs> that's really, really good. And you do it by helping somebody, which right. is really important because that's a really kind of powerful statement about how this game is different than other video games. Um, You know, you can't you don't can't trust everybody. Yeah, it is. That's wonderful. That's a better answer than mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so mine is uh, the painted world of Ariamis, uh, which is yeah, I've said that was my favorite before, like many times. Um, and, and it is, um, I think it is the, the distillation of, um, the one bonfire level design, it's my right. favorite articulation of like just doubling back on itself. When I said that, the, um, the research hall was like a vertical version of something later on my list. This is what I was referring to because the same way you kind of shuttle run upwards in the research hall, you kind of shuttle run forward in the, uh, the painted world. Right. You use that as your example in the, uh, in that talk you gave at the, yeah. The coastside thing, like, because like once you open up all the shortcuts, it's literally a straight line to the boss. Yeah, and you can you can just make it it's just like really elegant. And um, there's right. a huge huge variety. Um, one of the things that I love about this too is that like a huge variety of like weirdness in this area. Like the phalanx uh, shows up. Um, you this is where uh, you first run into Xanthus King Jeremiah, which uh, I had not played Demon Souls, so this is the first time I saw the gigantic yellow kind of headdress thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was awesome. Um, you know, the dragon on the bridge, like the half dragon, uh, you know, it's kind of, or the uh, undead dragon on the bridge. Um, it becomes a half dragon, which has that weird glitch, but the undead dragon on the bridge, where if you didn't go to the, the, you know, I already saw one of these things, so it was a little bit lessened. Uh, but I, but I love that guy there. And then you, uh, the hollows come back here. Um, and the thing Dark Souls does really well. And I think Dark Souls three does really well actually with the, um, the little thralls, right. uh, where enemies scale, uh, so, so you fight hollows and they're no big deal, but then eventually they introduce like the crystal hollows. Um, and then they introduce these guys, like the bloated tick. Hollows. Yeah. And, uh, that's something they do with the thralls and three, but I really like that in there. And they're really tactically interesting. It's like you, you can destroy them, but you can't get close to them when you do it. Um, yeah. This could also be your first experience with bone wheels. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, like very easily. Uh, you know, you can get to it really quickly. Even even just the way you get to this is so weird and mysterious, yeah. uh, you know, and, and cool. Um, that sewer, like when you do that thing in the sewer and it turns the statue, you know, it feels like a like a D and D kind of thing to me in a weird way uh, that I like. Um, all the, there's all these questions with the environment, like all these broken cages on the ground. You know, like what what was in those? Yeah, it almost looks like they just kind of like materialized and just fell straight down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a big pile of them. I mean, I think that's what, I mean, I think that's what we landed on, you know, is this, since this is like the place where this is the oubliette. Yeah. It's just, you know? it's just people that are just like throwing cages into the painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like Mario 64 level. They're just throwing <laughs> stuff. In there. We thought it was its own thing, but it's really the Dark Souls one version of the gutter. 
Um, you just throw throw all your discarded experiments yeah. in there. Whatever um, they don't want, <laughs> just toss it in there. It, it's also like the home of uh, home of Velka, which is like the more time that passes, uh, Velka ends up becoming one of my favorite parts of Dark Souls One, because uh, it's so it's the least kind of understood uh, of the things. Like all of the things about Velka, um, or a lot of the things about Velka are theories still. You know, so there's just like degrees of surety, you know, and 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 I like that a lot. Uh, that you can't totally mm-hmm. be sure, but there's just kind of this evidence and you can kind of follow your gut. So Velka's a good litmus test for souls. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. I don't know how much truth there is to it. I'd heard somewhere that that was like the first area they designed when they were like making Dark Souls and they, you know, they, they kind of just designed it as its own thing and then later, you know, tried to find a way to like keep it in the game. That's that. Yeah, that's true. Um, it used to be Nito was who you fought. Uh, there, and then there's the, the little bit where uh, people the centipede demon used to be on top of the belfry, mm. um, where the gargoyles are, which is insane. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the idea of fighting Nido at the end of this because it would have been a cool like domain of death, you know. Like I like uh, I like Tomb of the Giants just fine, but the idea of like you know death. I mean death wouldn't be locked away in a painting, but death is a kind of cold dead castle. You right. Know, uh, it would work, but I like what they did with it as well. And then also, like Priscilla is such a good gimmick boss because uh, she's not that hard. It's just like a little cute puzzle. It's like a Metal Gear boss almost. You know. Um, yeah. The the footstep thing seems like the kind of like a Kojima detail to me, almost. So. Good all around. Yeah. Is uh what uh any any regrets now that everything has been said out loud? <laughs> oh boy. Um, no, I think I'm I'm pretty happy with my list. Mm-hmm. I, I I wish I could have put more things from Dark Souls Two on there because it's it's not that bad a game. No, it's <laughs> it's definitely. I mean, the stuff I have on there, you know, honestly, like it is on the lower end of my thing, other than the DLC because the DLC are the strongest areas. You know, I would I would say Dark Souls Two would make it in my top five Souls games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I the more the time that passes since Dark Souls three, and I know that this is not something that you agree with, but like the more time that passes, that I am digesting that and thinking about the other games. For me, it is really just like Dark Souls one, and then a four way tie for second. Like right. it's all like I like all those other games for different reasons, and none of them have gotten perfect. You know, maybe the closest one would actually probably be like Demon Souls. Um, but then even that is like, has a little bit of clunkiness. Like that has that nightmare upgrade system. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and there are lots of things not to like about it, but, um, you know, none of, none of them are, are quite perfect. And even when they, they end up averaging out, you know, like something like, um, Dark Souls three, where, uh, I feel like with bosses and areas and stuff like that's such a, a B plus kind of experience, you know, like there aren't very many areas that I'm like, Whoa, other than. Aerithil and Orlando, which is like that because of Anne Orlando. Right, you know? yeah, that that actually surprised me. Like, when I was writing everything down and I had the Dark Souls 3 list down and I'm just staring at it, like, what am I even going to... I got. I mean, i got to put something from here. Yeah, it's because a and, lot of the stuff that's cool is just, like, kind of a rehash. And I don't say that to right. be flippant. I mean, like, Lothric Castle is amazing. It's really fun to play through, but it's just Boletaria 2. Yeah, right. You know? Um, so it just, uh, and it, it, none of it, there's only a couple areas in that game I think are bad. You know, almost everything is really good. You know, it's actually, if I had thought about it, if I, I think at some point when I was conceiving of this, I was thinking about being spoiler free. If I had thought about it, uh, untended graves might've made it on my list as mm-hmm. much as I find it annoying. Um, as a question, it is like a, it is a question that I spend a lot of time thinking about, 
Right. You know? Um, and it, that is a real good moment too. Like when you realize where you're at, like I'm still yeah. not convinced what it means or that it's going to be an adequate answer when I find out, but it is a cool moment when you find it. I don't know if you've uh, watched or heard anything about uh, Epic Name Bros playthrough that he's been doing on YouTube, but when he got to Untended Graves, he just lost his mind. He thought it was the greatest thing that in really? the history of Souls. He's <laughs> like, this is the best thing they've ever done. So somebody, uh, somebody on Ask FM was saying like, hey, it's really interesting to watch Epic Name Bro do his playthrough and then listen to you because he started out disliking the fan service and now he really loves it. And then other people told me that's not true. Um, is kind of a misreporting of him. But I, I was wondering like why they thought that, and that's probably why, is that he probably was talking a lot of sugar about that specific kind of bit, uh, you know, and kind of coming around on the game in general. Um, but whereas other people have been like, no, you know, if on the whole, he's still kind of annoyed at some of the same things you were annoyed about. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like him. I can't, I don't want to watch the uh, Let's Play. It's like, whole oh, Let's Play. I don't have time for that shit. I do like a thousand <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just had to play like I've spent seventy hours in a New Vegas. Um, hey, so what? What better way to spend seventy hours? No, it's great. It's I have I have the greatest job, but it is um, <laughs> I, I I can't watch uh can't watch Let's Plays. Um, so I would I would I miss uh EMB's like lore stuff, like when he would just kind of sit down and do, you know, focused videos on stuff. Yeah, um, I understand why he doesn't, but I I miss that. Um. And then the the shit he gets from people online is remarkable. Like, that's crazy. Uh, really unfortunate. Can um, I add one more honorable mention? Yeah, you gave me a bunch of money for Kickstarter, so yes. While, while we're here. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm actually adding this is because I didn't write in about it mm-hmm. um, for your recent episode on the uh, Undead Settlement. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Undead Settlement from Dark Souls 3 is an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Solely because when I played the game in Japanese the first time and uh, used uh, Google to translate the name, it told me the name was Immortality Street. <laughs> and that is my favorite thing from Dark Souls 3. <laughs> it's like that Square Enix game. Really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really like Immortality Street. Uh, that's real good. Uh, man, am I looking forward to an entire year of people telling me I have no soul because I don't like Seaward. <laughs> um, he's be... all right. <laughs> yeah, he's fun. He's a fun guy. Um, yeah. Anywho, uh, this has been fun. Did you have fun? Yes, very yeah, much. I think I think it was fun. Hopefully, people who are listening uh, also had fun. Um, if you, uh, you know, so no normal admin stuff because uh, as I said, this is uh, this is fully sponsored. This is brought to you by Allison Baker uh, because she helped me make uh, Souls of Darkness. The, the yeah book. yeah hey uh by the way that's a good book oh thank you i'm really glad you, you should, like it you should buy it with oh, or without you're... with or without page numbers it's still a good book that is uh, i can't remember if that ended up in an episode um if not i will just officially say how stupid i feel about that <laughs> uh it is just uh it was really um coming down to the fact and i, I talked about this on twitter but uh the printer uh is in french canada and mm. we were going back and forth i have dozens of emails back and forth where they were uh, telling me that they were sending me a final copy of what the cover would look like. Um, but it was actually a low res sample, like a right. low res, like kind of proof. And they didn't. And I was like, 
is this really what it will look like? I, I wasn't using the lingo because I haven't done this before. So I wasn't saying, is this a low res proof? I was saying, is this what it'll look like? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I kept going back and forth and trying to find ways to fix it. In the middle of that big, long email exchange, they're like, hey, will you just improve the interior, improve the interior? And I'm like, yes. You know, like they were like, hey, we want to get started. And I'm like, I was already nervous about how long it was taking to come out. And I just said yes to it. And it was a version that I had fixed because uh, I had to put in page numbers in a different program than the one I used to lay it out to make them start not on the first page. Uh, right. So it was a, I felt super stupid and it was a, it was a real nightmare. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to put the blame on, on the publisher, but like, it seems like if you're in the, in the, in the business of publishing books, you might give somebody a heads up like, Hey, don't you want page numbers? I would think so too. Um, it was, it was kind of like, they were, they were a little bit hard to work with. Like I actually like the way the book looks and yeah. the page. Oh yeah. Numbers, it's fantastic. Like the presentation is beautiful. I thank you uh, for the parts that I had to do with that. Um, I, I like the way it looks and the way that I justify the page number thing to myself, other than the fact that like you just can't beat yourself up is like uh, one, you can really read it in, you know, one or two sittings anyway. Right. Like, it is, right. It's really, really slight. It's a children's book. So like, and then two, you know, if I get another printing, which I, I've sold a one box, um, if I, if I get another, make another printing, I will just fix it. And then it'll, I can have like a now with page numbers uh, mm. thing, which I, it was that. Are- these are like rare first edition misprints. <laughs> exactly, which may be the only edition. Um, don't let that stop you if, if you do like it. I'm not trying to turn this into a commercial. If uh, I'm glad you like it though, um, Allison. So well, that's you know that's where this podcast came from. So I thought you know we should give it its fair due. Yeah. Yep. That is. Uh, and um, yeah. So there may be some other stuff. Some other people uh, also uh, have the podcast level and may end up doing something similar to this. I don't know exactly um, what. But uh, I will uh, will keep you updated. And, uh, yeah, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Allison, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you for everything. I appreciate it's it. It's been a pleasure. Yay. Um, yeah, so uh, until next time, what should they do, Allison? Um, they should think really hard on what their top ten souls areas are and then let us know. Umbasa. Umbasa. We all pray that we will have far more soon.